0: Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lundberg The World Messenger, and I have another epic episode of Legacy Leader Show for you. This time, I have someone join me from Orange County, uh, someone that I'm actually seen and hearing way too many times in Clubhouse, and I never get tired of it, who is extremely committed, who is so dedicated to help others during the biggest need, entrepreneurship in businesses that we're facing right now, and giving amazing value and opportunity for all of us to grow and thrive. Um, he's also running the largest clubhouse room in the history. And for everybody that is not familiar with clubhouse, you guys are going to discover something super, super awesome. But the most beautiful thing about it is this opportunity, how we can be all on a mission to inspire and change. And his mission is for 100 million people. And we cannot wait how he's going to do it and by when. So without further ado, let's invite here to opportunity to talk to Daniel Robbins. Daniel how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm just so honored to be here and it's always odd listening to people talking about me so (laughs) great to be here though.
0: I'm so glad you could find a step away from clubhouse where you are been so dedicated for so many days since I actually joined and, and, and start tuning in beginning of January. And I'm just blown away how much time and effort do you spend to support, to give, but also to influence and impact. So I just, first of all, want to good are you? And if you don't mind, I'm just curious. Um, how did you even dabble into Clubhouse and what do you see uh, going on? Because I'm sure that is the hottest topic for so many and we'll step back from the Clubhouse in the real world also. But since I mentioned that, do you mind just telling us a little bit your perception of what Clubhouse is and how do you navigate and what do you find to be extremely helpful for others?
1: Yeah, no, great question. So, we started back in early December. Um, actually, my wife, Kate, she uh, she found out about it from a friend, I think, through social media. They were talking about this new app, and he invited us on because we actually wanted to learn how to build a better funnel. Our funnels weren't really as great because we were, we're kind of new to building funnels, so we figured, let's go on this app. Seems like some good marketing people on there. Let's ask some questions about building a funnel. That's literally the only reason we joined. Uh, and then you know the rest. The rest is history. Now, do you want me to answer what is Clubhouse in my in a quick summary?
0: Yes, please.
1: So I have two answers. The first one is go to a deserted island and put millions of people on this island with no identification. That's Clubhouse, right? You can watch. It's like watching uh, a new world, a new universe creation forming. It's really amazing. There's always good and bad to everything, right? But really it's, it's an audio version, uh, almost like an audio podcast live where people are interacting with each other and then you have a group of listeners.
0: And, and with that in mind, you, obviously you did something that is so amazing and that just blows my mind. You were very quickly able to along with transformative leaders, people that actually do provide value, that are honest, that are transparent, that they're exactly what they say, who they are outside of the clubhouse uh, with same consistent persona, being very down dirt earth and very easygoing and engaging with others and willing to answer questions and support and, and and help others to replicate your success. So you did something really interesting. You started running the longest clubhouse room. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so early on when we got onto the app, we noticed there wasn't a lot of rooms that were entrepreneur, business-focused. We didn't really see a community there. There was a lot of rooms where we didn't really fit into... Um, like the people we would normally hang out with. And that's like the business owners, entrepreneurs. It's pretty much like who our friends are. So we figured, hey, let's open up a room to see who else is in the same boat, who wants to find those rooms. And this was actually Christmas Day. So December 25th, it was like 9 a.m. in the morning. And we know a lot of people at the time, everyone was on lockdown. So we figured there's probably a lot of lonely people out there. We're just hanging out at home. There's nothing we can do. We're in California. So we figured Christmas day, 9 a.m., let's open up this room in business. It was what it takes to run a $1 million biz was the name um, because that's you know totally separate. That's part of our mission as well. Um, but yeah, let, we opened up this room and let's see who came in and what happened there was, was pretty magical.
0: Wow. I've been in that room in and out throughout the last uh, three months or so. And, and we're just amazing to, to see not only how many people I also met, how many people I identify that are on the same page as I am and how many of them became really good friends. But what was so interesting is the topics and every time again, opportunities and value and different ways of understanding it's like, now it's a time for take action, right? Because there's just so much of what lots of information, and how has this journey been for you for the last 90 days? If you don't mind sharing, just so people that are on the fence or don't know yet so much about it, what they're missing out. Please share.
1: Yeah, it's really surreal. Um, you know, like I was saying, the room that we opened, uh, you know, it was just Kate and I talking. Then two, three, four, five more people came in. Next thing we know, there was a few hundred people in a room, and at that time. It's funny, it was only a few months ago, yet there was a lot of unknowns. People didn't really know how many people should be in a room, You know, how many people can be in a room. Um, so it was just so many unknowns. We, we just kind of went with the flow. And I, will, I remember waking up the next day and there was a whole bunch of uh, people in there, like big names that I know, not personally, but I've heard of or I've seen. And they're in this room and I'm like, why are these people in this room? Then I look and there's hundreds of people listening. Eventually we got to a thousand people after a few days and there was a consistent flow. And I'm like, I can't believe there's this many people listening in a room. But if you're a fly on the wall and you listen, you're really gaining the exact knowledge of what people are doing step-by-step. Like you're saying, if you're a business owner or entrepreneur and you wanna learn anything about business, it doesn't matter if it's marketing, if it's law, anything that you wanna know, there's people talking about it on this app. Now, yes, some stuff may not be 100% accurate. So you wanna, of course, you know, pick and choose who you're listening to, uh, but there are you know, thousands of people on this app that are helping and giving all of the information that they ever have learned for free. And you can, the crazy thing is you can ask them, like, when's the last time you got to ask somebody that I would say, you know, there's so many people I'm, I consider untouchable. And I got to ask them questions and interact, which I don't know how ever I would be able to do that. So I think there's really amazing place for those types of relationships and the ability to really um, gain knowledge.
0: And I love what you just said and just the topic of your room that is so well-crafted and and picked, which is for a lot of people went through a lot of contraction. So many of us lost the contracts, lost the clients due to COVID, due to economy, or also have to to completely pivot or repurpose our business and just having an opportunity to hear what others are doing. But also it's like what it means back being in the game and running and building up to, again, million plus uh, dollar of revenue in business and figuring out uh, and what is possible. And looking also on options and opportunities versus of things that we don't have no control over it. Uh, I think that is also extremely tremendously useful just looking from my perspective and perspective of some of my clients. So with that in mind, um, how do you see now implications on so many people's uh, businesses and because obviously you now build amazing community and, and what do you see happening as a result of it?
1: Yeah, we get a lot of messages every day around people that have implemented what they've heard over the last few months and how it's changed their business. I mean, people have cried on multiple occasions about the information that they're given, and then they come back and talk about how they've implemented it. Like you said, I mean, we we felt it. We're in hospitality, we have brick and mortar stores. You know, we saw a massive hit when COVID, because we, we you know, some of our businesses are still to this day have yet to be able to open because that place that they're at, it's still on lockdown. So I can totally relate to how people feel. And a lot of people that hadn't diversified or hadn't spread across multiple revenues, they literally might've lost the only income they have for them or their family. So we've seen a huge impact where people have actually implemented. And now they're starting to see things come back. And I mean, they've cried on Every day, I think somebody, one or two people cry about in happiness though. And the fact that I think people are a little bit lonely right now and just being an entrepreneur is lonely anyways. So the fact that they're finding a community and people that are like-minded and people that share, like you said, they just genuinely want to help. I think it's really, it's really touching for a lot of people.
0: That's fantastic. And and, and not only that people can find obviously opportunity to interact, but also learn and see the difference in their business and have a more sense of security and and, and opportunity and sense of community, frankly, because uh, as you mentioned, loneliness, isolation, and just a long, long period of time. Now we're going into second year of shutdowns and dramatic, drastic changes in our life and lifestyles. That alone, it's a huge gift, let alone a learning and, and be able to implement something so valuable. So with that in mind, I know you have so much things on your in your mission uh, that you wanted to accomplish. But I'm curious if you don't want to share. when you were um, putting out to universe that you want to impact over 100 million people, do you want to share in how this came about and and why you have such a burning desire uh, to do that?
1: Yeah. So um, it actually was a billion, but I thought that was too much, so we reduced it to 100 million. Uh, so really started my wife. She's part of an, an organization, entrepreneurs organization, where, um, in the organization, you have to do million a million dollar year minimum revenue. It's a nonprofit, but part of the organization is give back and they help a lot of people get to that mark. Because once you get to that mark, you have a significant impact on the economy. So if you look at businesses that have the largest impact are those that do over a million. And the other piece is women only make up around 2% which yeah. is really low uh, obviously, right? Um, so a year ago when COVID hit, something that we wanted to do, it was around April 1st, we said, what are we gonna do? We have all this time. Nobody has any clue when businesses will reopen. So let's help people, right? We've always wanted to do it, but we've never had a lot of time because we're always running and doing stuff, right? This, is, this, this was the time. Um, if anything positive came out of this, this was like our positive time to reflect. So on that day, we decided we have a mission. We really want to help women get above that 2% mark, get to the mark where they're, they're even with men among businesses that do over a million. And we started with a podcast. Um, with that podcast, we interviewed other women who, who do above that mark because we have a large network of them. And they give exact strategies and tips as to how they got there to help um, provide a platform for other women to learn. Essentially, what happened is that, Went from just women, we got a lot of male listeners. So we, we realized that men wanted to hear also. So then we started bringing in, in men and women guests. And then we've expanded it to, we want to help both men and women get above that mark. Um, and it's not just us. So it's also providing the platform to bring other experts in so they can help and inspire. Because um, that's the only way you get to, you know, 100 million is our lifetime goal. Uh, you know, the timing. So that's what we're looking at.
0: That is amazing and I'm so glad you shared that. And to be honest with the trajectory that I'm seeing and things you're doing in Clubhouse, you guys can accomplish that rather quickly and expand and, and, and go back to a billion, billion, over a billion people because uh, right now, just because of magnitude of the community and people and ripple in effect, that is going to just this amazingly snowball and expand. And I just love that you're taking in consideration um, helping women as, as, as right now, uh, as I said, it's a very low representation that it is and majority of contracts don't go necessarily to those businesses specific if it's a service-based um, product to some extent, you know, maybe a little bit more than, than, than service and uh, having an opportunity to also create future leaders and future owners and business owners that can really thrive uh, it's essential because change is so much social economic landscape. And of course, you're talking about outside of the United States, right? It's just mm-hmm. not just the U.S. This is on the yep. global scale.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And yep. that is what's so powerful about it. So do you mind sharing a little bit about how how are you uh, right now beside your podcast? What and, and obviously being in a clubhouse, what other trends do you see and where you think you will be uh Trajectory going so that that other people can also position and and also first of all, name of the podcast that they can listen specifically for women. I'm curious. i wanted to know uh, what others are doing, obviously, and how can I learn, but also how can I contribute as well, right? I'm sure the other female listeners are eager to find that out. So if you don't mind sharing, first of all, the podcast you were referencing, as well as what other trends you've seen and what can we anticipate with opening after post-COVID, hopefully very soon.
1: For sure. And I'm no expert on that. So (laughs) this is just, you know, my two cents uh, for what that's worth. But yeah, the podcast is called Inspired by Her with Kate Hancock. So pretty simple. Um, yeah, I think it's great. We're starting to see a lot of things being open, no matter where you're at in the world, as vaccines are rolling out. I think that's going to be, I think this year could be a massive increase in, uh, in economic growth, not just like you're saying, not just the US or um, what they, you know, more developed countries, but I think the developing countries is a huge opportunity. And that's where we're spending a lot of our time. We also opened a fund to invest in women-led companies in the Philippines. We're starting there and we're gonna expand out to Southeast Asia, Um, but but the Philippines is really where we have a home base since we have a business that's located there and and Kate is from there. Um, So we've had a big impact uh, able to help women-led startups, tech companies, other things as well. Uh, it's amazing how many, like you're saying, there's so many amazing people out there, whether it's men or women, doing great, great things. They just don't have the ability, whether it's the money or the resources or the people to get the word out of what they're doing. And I think that's where Clubhouse also comes in because it's, it's one of the only ways I've ever seen to really connect those people in real time. So I think once that opens up, to the world, you have Android and you could have billions of people on there. I don't even know what's gonna come out of it, but I think that's, I think really, that's why we're spending so much time cultivating that community. Cause I think we're gonna see on a mass global scale, something we've never seen before.
0: And that is kind of, in you know, the same time, terrifying and exciting, right? It's, and, and, and question is always like how many people will still, when everything's open, spend time on Clubhouse and, and learn and connect this way. But I also think that just because, is such a such a great way regardless I still think people will be uh, spending high quality of time to do that um because i don't think it's going to fully go away need and demand to connect globally on such a level that actually clubhouse is allowing us to do that right now and i'm curious if you don't mind confessing i'm being shocked to tell you honestly daniel when i get my weekly summary how long i hold this device in my hand and how much i'm using it i'm in double digits are you in the double digits with you on clubhouse and everything else with your phone
1: well, I have a lot of massager machines now for my arm because I think I'm getting like <laughs> carpal tunnel or something from holding the phone. <laughs> yeah. And the we were spending like a lot of, we were, I mean, there were days we would spend eight, 10 hours a day. We've scaled that back significantly. It's really not, it's not possible. Once we hit the 20 days of 24 hours a day, we realize that it's not, you can't do this. It, I mean, your brain can't handle, I don't think, going this long. So we we're very... We're very um, cautious about spending too much time. And we really, we have a specific time we spend in the morning and then at night. And other than that, we don't really spend time on there as much.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that too, because obviously being a self-proclaimed clubhouse club addict, I don't, I, I mean, I, I totally can relate to that and how important it is also to prevent a burnout, but also how it's important to have a life, right? You know, with your wife, with the, with children, with family members, but also to attend to your business. And and it's just impossible. Everybody keeps saying outsource, outsource, like, no, it's some things you have to do yourself. It's an impossible to replace certain aspects of the business where you have to be present and it's hard to do that because i'm seeing people just dropping you know commitments deadlines quality of work and that is also not definitely intended to be done so i'm glad you're mentioning the scaling and better management of our time because can easily be very very addicting um But if you don't mind sharing just a little bit, as you mentioned, you have so many interesting uh, businesses and you're part of the hospitality. I'm seeing some amazing photos and I'm seeing you and Kate traveling and jetting to different parts of the world. So do you mind sharing a little bit what your business is all about and what parts of the world are in?
1: Yeah. So in California, we have a a spa brand that has um, skincare products. We do some e-commerce from that. Um, We've been doing that since uh, 2012. More on the skincare e-commerce side and then we also have a hotel brand in the philippines so yeah we're excited about that so once travel comes back it's actually still closed the island that we're on is very remote and they don't they have yet to actually allow people in so once that opens up our goal is to expand that to eight locations and then you know figure out whether we ipo in asia or make that a global brand that's really where our heart lies
0: Oh, that is amazing and knowing what to do and knowing when it's timing right. And I'm sure with people so eager to travel, people would love to go to some private secluded destinations and enjoy our uh, time in the nature and photo images for everybody. Again, I will, have, I will have a link so everybody can look at, but I will definitely suggest to check Instagram because it's just so enticing and seeing just the palm trees and pools and ocean. It's just, uh, I wish that we can be at the moment right there. So that is super uh, you by
1: we're going to do some retreats you don't have to come that by. is what
0: i want to ask how about some retreats how about some amazing masterminds and some great things to happen so do you mind sharing what are you seeing where your passion is now with all of that helping women helping in general uh, other small businesses to thrive and grow as well as creating the global community masterminds retreats what else is coming that the people can also have a chance to indulge in and in, and learn but also learn.
1: Yeah. And are you referencing just for us in general?
0: Yes. Like or, or, or your businesses? Yes, please.
1: Sure. So yeah, before COVID, uh, we were we were working on some additional locations. What we like to do is focus on with the hotels, we focus on the more up and coming islands. So we were already working on opening a few locations. And then we we're working on a franchise in Asia as well. Obviously COVID derailed a lot of that. But we want to go back because we already have the spots to build. So our goal is to do that. We were also working on retreats. We were doing retreats right when COVID was hitting in Asia. So that was really interesting. Um, So when we got back, you know, we we kind of saw things rolling out before it hit the U.S. But we want to do that again because it was absolutely amazing and people loved it. Um, So we want to go back. We already have some stuff scheduled for next year. We're going to be doing some retreats and we're working with some companies who Do masterminds and they're looking for these amazing places to hold them but i really do think people are really itching to travel i think they really really want to get out um that's why we started also doing some unique spaces like uh in the us we have a converted bus we have converted military truck rvs you know people are really trying to they're starting to get out we're starting to see that um which is pretty cool
0: yeah since like everybody's craving some new adventures and new destinations and after being so in lockdown uh there they definitely want to venture out but in order to venture out also um uh, well let's go back if you don't mind quickly also to how do we reestablish ourselves and uh, you have this amazing um background also through the digital footprint to digital media so do you mind sharing what one of those pivots that would you suggest and recommend for people that are going through this change and they're still not gaining traction and not sure which direction to go, how they can quickly pivot and reestablish themselves and be able to partake in all of these exciting activities?
1: Yeah, I think now really taught us. People always say, you know, follow your passion, but sometimes your passion doesn't really make you money yes i think this is a good time to reassess is this is this your passion or is this something that can make money and you can be passionate about it because once you start making money you're making revenue i think that that starts to bring a passion in you find a passionate side and then you can also go do something else that maybe you're even more passionate about so i think now is a good time to really reassess like you're saying if they're not seeing traction maybe it's not them maybe it's the actual business or maybe they can tweak it and find a different uh, a problem to solve. And that's where I think like Clubhouse comes in. If you really wanna find a problem to solve, go on there and just listen for 30 minutes, listen for an hour, open up a room and ask people within a certain industry, which we've done, um, you know, market research and you can get real time. So maybe just what they're doing is not is not really solving the problem or, you know, I mean, it could be their marketing, it could be so many things that they need to look at. But I think first is reassess is this something you can really grow, scale? It's something that, um, that you can really make money on. And if so, you know, is it really solving a problem?
0: That is excellent advice and, and, and great comment. And thank you for saying that because a lot of times I'm hearing also, when is the good time to let go of something? When is the good time to say, actually this is not working and what to look for or, or who do you ask? And, and I love that you're referencing again, capacity to have different experts and, and, and different people and different points of view uh, that have already been there and done that. Uh, with, with that in mind, I'm, I'm just curious, Uh, What other trends do you see right now that are happening that can help people um, to reach those goals um, based based on what you've seen in the clubhouse and conversations that you had with those experts?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, social media, it's amazing. It's just very difficult to, to spend a lot of your time focusing on every single one. However, you had mentioned outsourcing we're seeing a lot of people now asking about outsourcing that never had. I think there's so many people around the world um, that are very talented that you can hire for, for minimal costs compared to, um, you know, if you live in the U S or, um, you know, develop a place like the UK or Australia. So I think you could find people in all different countries that probably, you know, they've, there's so many jobs were lost that are looking for a new job that want to go digital that you can hire them to help you. Cause I think there's, There's so many social media platforms. I mean, TikTok, I see so many people doing amazing on TikTok, but it's really difficult if you're also on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, right? It's just, it's like impossible to do everything. But at the same time, if you're not on those social media platforms, you're missing out massively. So I would say go find somebody in another country that is an expert in that. If you can't afford to hire someone locally and hire them and and you'll be amazed about how talented they are.
0: So that is something also beside cost-effective rights and scaling of businesses that is so necessary. Uh, and I love that you mentioned, because I have to say, it's like when you're trying to juggle, then you're not mastering anything. You're kind of everywhere, but you're not, maximizing the potential or maximizing the opportunity. And we know that LinkedIn, is still the most trusted social platform where the financial means and decision makers are and companies that are looking for solutions. So to me, that is always kind of no brainer. That is where that is, what focus and efforts should be so the people can get to know you. But all the other digital platforms that you mentioned, I, I totally agree. It's important to have a presence, but in order to grow them, find someone to, to help you to grow them. Uh, is is that what I'm hearing you saying? And that is how how you and Kate are managing your portfolios and and having support, so, because you guys are everywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean that. Plus, I mean it took years of building a team. You know, I mean we have. I, w- I would like to say we have a well oiled machine now. For example, the hotels. For the first two years, we didn't even see them. We had never even actually visited, uh, because we had a general manager there who's done phenomenal with us. She started as a cashier back in in 2012 and worked on our Amazon business back then. And she worked her way up. So now she's our general manager of the Philippines. She manages everyone there, you know, all of the people there, she does everything for us. So, I mean, one thing is if we didn't have the right team in place, we wouldn't be able to do anything because we'd be stuck in the business, right? Really trying to work, how can we work above the business or, you know, outside in on the business. But um, if you're stuck in the business at all times, you really can't do that stuff. But I would agree with you though, I did go all in on LinkedIn about um, maybe two years ago, and it is still a massive place that I think 2% of people even post on it regularly, which is amazing. So you have, you know, 700 million people that are reading it, but hardly ever post. So I would agree with you for social media. We love that.
0: And that's a great contrast. So fantastic. I love what you just said. Also, the power of the great team, people that you can trust. And, and that's why I see even regardless, you're talking entrepreneurial businesses or large uh, Fortune 500 companies, you always have these top guns that are either hired or you're seeking to hire them. But then do you trust them? Do you let them to do what they're really good at it? And are you training, grooming someone like you were just mentioning someone who started as a cashier and was so dedicated and turned into general manager over the years because of their passion desire and demonstrate skill set and hunger to succeed and a lot of times that's amazing to give someone an opportunity like that so kudos to you and kate but in the same time uh, just talks volumes about your leadership and obviously looking this from legacy leadership and leadership lens, i'm seeing a lack of of the sense of the good quality leadership amongst decision makers and how they treat people how they interact and how they build great culture that no matter how hard and challenging might be at the times to work with on daily basis just by the nature of work right and dealing with the people but the reality is how important more than ever it is to build with such a great foundation. So what would you recommend um, for those entrepreneurs that are so much focusing on profits or large companies that are actually doing that and, but not investing in nurturing environment and creating great cultures? Uh, What would be your advice to them based on what you tweaked and improved over the years?
1: Yeah, my advice is they're losing. I think, um, I think it's this has been a, a hot topic for a while around you know, how much does it cost to hire somebody to train them versus how much does it cost to terminate somebody or fire them? Right. I think most companies would say, I don't remember the statistic, but it's X percent more, X times more to hire than it actually is to fire. And then you have, you know, replacement costs and all that stuff. So I would, you know, so many companies already know this stuff. It's it's like almost common sense at this point. You know, mm-hmm. culture has been driven. You have um, DEI now, I mean, there's so many great things. It's just amazing how a lot of companies just don't grasp it. And I can understand from a smaller business perspective, it you're so caught up in the business, it can be difficult to step back and say, you know, is it my leadership that's impacting us negative or positive or what can I do? Um, I am amazed though by large corporations that still have not gotten it. Yeah. But I think at the same time, like you said, there's some, I think there might be some older leadership styles and it's almost like waiting for the new people to take executive levels. Like you mentioned, I know, um, a lot of companies like in California are allowing, uh, they're bringing on women now to diversify, um, you know, have different, different people to diversify. So I think that's been also a hurdle is it's been the same people leading the same companies for so long. They never really brought in new Um, new ideas and new people so I'm really happy to see that um, that coming on but um, I you know money is like I don't know how far down on the list but most people never leave because of money right it's they're not feeling cherished um, they're not feeling a love you know, they're not feeling awarded Um, you know there's so many reasons why they're leaving and it's it's not because of money um, which is what a lot of people automatically think it is
0: that is so very true not knowing the root cause of the problem and the, where the friction and pinpoint it is we, we will never know what to, we need to change and a lot of times when leaders are absent or they're not paying close attention they typically organizations are solving wrong problems and it's such a not only time waster but it's such a waste also because again building communities and building these strong relationships it takes away of that and in contrary it creates more problem than solutions And right now we have obvious opportunity to restructure and look at what's working. What is the best sweet spot, not only organizationally with but also number of people and and where the gaps are and where the opportunities are, right? Versus where the overlaps are. And um, I'm, I'm just really glad to hear perspective from someone who also has a global mindset and also global business because a lot of people are struggling how to convert that. And, and expand and allow, and again, trust global talent to be part of their enterprise. Amazing. So so if you don't mind, I mean, you and Kate have been doing so many things obviously, and what is in the bucket list? What else you guys are aiming at? And I'm curious also what ultimately you like to be known for and, and your legacy to be. So please do you mind expand a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I think that's where, um... You talk about the 100 million. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, we call it the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal. That's our lifetime goal. We really want to help, um, or inspire a 100 million entrepreneurs in the world. Um, I mean, if I can be known by one person that I help them, I mean, that's good enough for me. Uh, we already know over time, people, you know, I'm not Bill Gates, you know, what I mean, like, I'm not, you know, what I mean, so for me to even say, like, I want to be known for something, uh, to me is. Is an interesting one, but I think you know our kids. If they um, can always talk about us, it's like what what are they going to say when we're not around? Um, but you know, I think if somebody was to go to my funeral and and make a really amazing speech because I impacted them, then I feel like you know I did a good job.
0: That is very humble, but but I totally understand also that because it's a reputation, right? It, it is something that ultimately we want to be known and remembered by. It's so many people strive for billions of dollars. Some people strive for recognition that is so visible as the street name or the name on the major building and plaque and whatnot. Uh, it's everybody have a different motivating factors, but I love always, I'm always fascinated about those, um, social entrepreneurs, how I call them, that want to make a social impact. And obviously, when you are impacting so many entrepreneurs and finding models and ways and partnerships and platforms and and, and things that are strategic and intentional, usually actually do happen. And, and that is the beauty because you're already attracting people that share their vision, and goal and drive and desire, and then wanted to play their best game or bigger game they ever did so it's kind of like ripple in effect isn't it um but ultimately we want to know what did we do what did we matter right and 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 beyond just the family members and friends so
1: yeah i remember sorry um i was just thinking about this something that always sticks in my mind we in our second resort property there was this very poor family that lives next door because it's in the mountains in the mountains typically there are are um more of the poorer areas they had a house there's seven people that live in this house there's no doors there's no windows there's not even a bathroom they don't even have a roof and i was just so shocked like it's hard coming from here like wow people live like this you know and they were happy and you know doing their thing but we built them a roof we built them a bathroom um we built up their house and they were just so happy that we did that and i thought like wow you know what what really matters in life you know like this if i can make these people happy you know, then I feel like I'm doing a good job. So it's, um, it's almost like the little things, but everywhere we go, if we can make an impact to me, I think that's, that's something. But that always just stuck in my head.
0: I love that story because a lot of times you can get a different perception right you're like you're seeing you two guys traveling and jetting off with the private jets and people can just say oh my god they're just you know wealth accumulation and 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 showing off or traveling different places but that other contrast the heart right because of course you have to save the time and money how to get to places and it's important to be available to certain meetings and conferences and events and partake in all that social aspects of it but it's just so great to see where the heart is why then that big huge why and ultimately coming back to that um, through humanitarian efforts and everything I'm doing to me is always about a people right just the means and how we utilize that so I'm so glad you share that other side of of your work and 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 how much truly it's passion and compassion for people and to make a huge difference Thank so you. with last question, if I'm just curious, um, uh, what, 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 what is still on your bucket list? I mean, beside the impact things, I know you guys have traveled so much, but what you would like to still see things that you really now after the lockdown and, and reassessing your business model and, and how vo- life is so valuable, uh, I've, see so many changes with a lot of entrepreneurs that they're like i'm really made completely shift and this is trajectory that i'm going and this is what actually now interests me what that would be
1: yeah you know that what i really want i there's usually when we would travel we only stay one or two days somewhere because we really we have like add of travel we like to go (laughs) the country to country as, as much as we can but for us, like, we don't really do sightseeing. We like to go in there. I want to meet the people that live there, learn the culture. I want to eat the food. That, for me, is is something that really brings so much satisfaction and gratification. So really what I want to do is I want to live in places. So I want to go to a country maybe for a month and maybe go to another country for another month. There's so many countries and places that I want to see. Because to your point, like, material things don't, for us, like, I don't really matter. It doesn't bring me any satisfaction to go buy something. I wanna go and travel more. There's so many people and places I wanna see. We've met so many great people, like you're saying through social media organizations, but I've never met them in person. I wanna go spend time at their house. You know, A lot of people have invited us and we invite them. I wanna go meet more people. Like That's really what I wanna do. I wanna go you know, face to face again since it's been a while since we've done that. So our goal is um, get out there, I wanna get back to traveling and I really wanna go and stay in a lot of different places.
0: That is beautiful. So quality relationship and exploring the world through different lens and spending quality time. That's fantastic. And with that in mind, what would you recommend for people that are also changing their mission and goals and objective Uh, What would be now something that they can take action on that are listening and watching or peeking into your clubhouse rooms or cannot get into clubhouse room, but listening to your podcast and really trying to uh, progress and propel uh, their success forward? What would you recommend for those individuals that are hungry, eager to do?
1: You have to find the right community. Yeah, you can anything you can do. You could go do the best marketing plan. You can see success, but we already know um, with success, unfortunately comes a failure, and it's really really hard to take those failures when you're alone. So my suggestion is go right now. Whether you go in the clubhouse or you, there's so many different organizations you can join. Go join those. Reach out to people. Build relationships because it really doesn't matter what you do how much money you spend on your marketing or people you hire in the end of the day, if you don't have that community behind you or people you can rely on, it's, it's probably going to get ugly. Entrepreneurship is not, as you know, it's not always fun. So (laughs) unfortunately, um, but so that's my suggestion is if you can get on the clubhouse, do it, open up a room, you can use our club. Um, You can leverage our audience. We'd love for people to do that. Uh, But if anything, go and find and go and start networking and building that community.
0: Fantastic. And for people that are absolutely ecstatic and wants to join your community and resonate as well as I did when I started, and I know some, again, great friends that are there and they're always like, Isabella, if you can come, you know, you have to listen to this. And sometimes of course you can't, but whenever I can, it's just like, as you mentioned, always some great wealth of knowledge to learn and some actions to be taken. So uh, with that in mind, where they can find you, if you can please again, mention your club name, as well as where would you like the members to find you outside of clubhouse if they cannot be there so that they can get a chance to learn from the best
1: sure so um what it takes to run a one million dollar biz is the club name um but yeah you can find me every social media account real d robbins also i changed my linkedin to linkedin slash clubhouse make it easy for people change my name to that but uh yeah find me anywhere there and and uh, you can message me anytime i try and respond to every message
0: that's fantastic and guys that is very very true he's so approachable despite how busy he is and how big players he's playing with very humble down to earth and and one of the reasons i also wanted to have him on this interview because that was the top of leaders the world needs most. And, and it's just so great to have him to share uh, on the Legacy Leader Show, not only his legacy and what's coming next, but also how he is serving globally. So now you have it. And Daniel, this was absolutely fantastic opportunity. So thank you again. And it is to be continued.
1: Thank you. My honor.
0: Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.